Blog Talk Radio. All right. All right, yeah. Uh, You guys want to start the show? Let's start the show. everybody welcome to saturday morning cereal where we're getting spooky it's that time of year again that's right it's monster cereal season it's the frankenberry episode for 2018 uh guiding you through this graveyard of a show Ooh. I'm just <laughs> foreshadowing <coming. laughs> there we go it's me dan grimshay uh and of course i've also got uh, here in the studio uh, scary Marky, speak Ooh. up, Marky. Hello, everybody. And of course, spooky Johnny Heck. Let hey. the spirits hear you. <laughs> uh, happy Halloween, everybody. Yeah. Um, the way we make this show, that might be in a week, that might have been two weeks ago, but I feel like the spirit's probably still in you, right? All I know is that there's Frankenberries. In, at the targets, and <laughs> this is time for us to do this every year. That's right, Marky. I know you are a big uh, a big Frankenberry guy. Yep, that's you my thing. You get Count Chocula year round. Still, am I right? Nope. That's even been pulled. That's right. We've discussed that. Yeah, yeah. No, the, the only time of year that you can get the monster cereals, which are the three big ones, are uh, Count Chocula, uh, Frankenberry, and Booberry, are this time of year. Uh, and maybe only at targets. Yeah, I, I can't confirm that. Speculation but, yeah. as to whether or not Target has an exclusive contract with General Mills now. And we could Google it if we're you know uh, you know being punks about it. But, right. Or know. or you at home could. Uh, you know, but what's the uh, we'll what's, wait. What's the problem in we're in 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 wondering. Let's let yeah. let's, let's, let's just wonder. Let's for a let them do the heavy lifting. <laughs> you know, yeah. show prep is for suckers. Yeah, but I I really love it. This is my favorite cereal. Uh, And if you guys have heard uh, some of our other Frankenberry season shows, maybe you've heard this before. But it was a cereal that was my my most precious. I love Frankenberry. And for years, it was gone. Yep. It was just, there was no Count Chocula, there was no Frankenberry, no Booberry. It was just gone. And then one sunny October day, you're walking down the aisle at at Target, and I saw it. And I flipped out, and it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Boom, it's back. And I took it home, and uh, yeah, it was. I did the thing where I put, I poured the milk, and I and I ate the cereal, and the milk was pink. 
and yeah. then I drank the milk. <laughs> yeah, it was. And, and to paint the picture, actually, Mark E has told me the story. You ever see supermarket sweep where you just run down the aisle? Yeah, and, and you're just like you're just, just getting them on there. That was That's the first Mark time. And yeah. in, in, uh, after he's escorted out, he's still allowed to buy one box, I believe. <laughs> yep. So yeah, do, do everyone at home's dying to know. Did you get your boxes this year, Mark E? Not yet. Not yet. I have a plan. Oh, we're gonna. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna do the uh, day after Christmas sale yep. kind of thing. Yeah, huh? I'm gonna. I'm gonna stock up. I uh, hardly I, in the spirit of the season, but I understand very economical. I still uh, might have some left over from last year in jars. So I, I, I stock up. He buries guys, them in his yeah. backyard, actually. Um, it's like little treasures he finds. So. I well, love Frank. Well, if you here. are not uh, uh, too adult to put your cereal in jars, we uh, we actually have uh, an, uh, a visit this week from uh, Cereal Box Dwayne, yep, who's right. giving us uh, our resident uh, cereal box expert, but he knows plethora of mm-hmm. trivia mm-hmm. about all this. We're going to be talking with him uh, a little bit later in the show. We're talking to Bobcat Goldthwaite. Boom. Yeah. Well, he's he, he's uh, admittedly <laughs> a little more famous than Cereal Box Dwayne. No offense, Dwayne. <laughs> yeah. uh, you probably remember him from, of course, Police Academy, Stand Up in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he has uh, set fire to the couch of The Tonight Show. Of the Tonight Show. Yeah, yeah. Was banned from that show. And then went on in his uh, illustrious directing career to do several years of directing the Jimmy Kimmel show. Yeah. So he was not banned from late night by any means. Uh, Funny. Cer- cer- Odd. Yeah, yeah. Certain amount of irony there. Yeah, but good I, I, for him. Yeah. yeah, he's he's had a real comeback the last decade or so as a bit of an auteur director. And his uh, series, his anthology series on True TV called Misfits and Monsters. Here we go. Here's the tie-in with Halloween. There he is. Misfits and Monsters. See what we did there? Uh, I got to sit down at a roundtable with him at uh, Comic-Con mm-hmm. here in San Diego, 2018. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to let you listen in on that roundtable. Uh, and let's see. Let's see. What else is spooky? I don't know. What else, <laughs> what else are we going to talk about? Uh, as a matter of fact, you know what? That 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 is, feels so natural now. Let's just talk to Bobcat right away. That's crazy I, that you've got to got him here in my pocket. Here, Magic Interview Machine, bring us back to San Diego Comic Con 2018 and Bobcat Goldthwait, won't you? Sure, no problem. You know what? It's, unfortunately, you guys listen to the other interviews and you're like, uh, what are we going to ask now? <laughs> I once did uh, this with uh, a round, round table like this with uh, with Robin Williams when we did um, when we did uh, World's Greatest Dad, and there was a bunch of recorders that were like this. They were all identical, and we just started playing three card money with us, and they, it wasn't funny. And uh, everybody was furious with us. So. <laughs> First off, I just want to say thank you because I've grown up on your work and you're one of my favorite directors. Oh, thanks. Mental Creatures is actually, like, thanks. I think, one of the best to do. Oh, thanks. So good. So my question is, like, in regards to Big Foot, now your new show, what is it about Mental Creatures that inspired you and how did you first
It's just uh, there was Time Life uh, had a series of books about unexplained phenomenon, and and I, I would read it on the John uh, uh, when I was a little boy, and all those stories, you know, Loch Ness monster, Bigfoot, all that kind of stuff, just just sparked this thing with me. But I'm sure it's the equivalent of, I mean, uh, gravitating to uh, any kind of fables or fairy tales. You know, that 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 that, that is my wheelhouse. You know, so so yeah, I, I you know that and um it was things like also like i'd watch Abbott costello and i'd be like that that guy's a good actor like <laughs> and then then when the, you know they meet the universal monsters it was just like you know I, I think that's probably one of the bigger influences on me so how do you manage that balance when you're working on a show like this between like archetypal characters and stories and new ideas well, that's the thing. It's like you, they are archetypal characters, and then the, the 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 new ideas end up being hopefully the the element I'm sat, satirizing. You know. Yeah, uh, you've done a really good job in the episodes that have come out so far. Oh, thanks. I'm really excited to see like some of the twists, like the the one with the camping in the backyard. It's just like a classic. That one is like I was like uh, I was you know I thought I'd make like an emblem picture or you know, stand by me and. And I was talking to James Gunn, who's my friend, and I was like, I go, but you know, Stranger Things has done that so well. And he goes, yeah, uh, none of the kids in Stranger Things beat an old man to death with a baseball bat. And I go, it would be good. but uh, So he said, you, you should go do your version. <laughs> so, yeah, that one's really a hats off to uh, to to those 80s uh, uh, movies, you know, be it even like E.T. and Goonies and stuff like that. Can we get you to um, share with us your elevator pitch to... Uh yeah, I, I often wonder. It's like I no, I always wonder what the what the when they went to their higher ups after the meeting. It's like it's Bobcat Goldthwait. Like is he dead? And he's like no, no, he's he's alive. He wants to do a show. Oh well, is he in it? No. Oh, who's in it? Well, that changes every week. He says. And what's it about? I I'm not sure. He was talking about racist mermaids and uh, <laughs> and, and Lee Harvey Oswald as Jerry Lewis. So. Um, the pitch, I told him a, it was actually it went really well. The pitch, I was I was working on another show at the time. I did a, a pilot with Bridget Everett and Michael Patrick King, and that was on Amazon. And we were working on that, and it was actually I was on Skype, and I started telling them, and I just started telling the stories. And some of those stories aren't even the ones that were in the series, but I just had all this passion, and uh, it went really well. Like mid pitch, they were like, "Stop talking." And I was like, oh, wow, this is going bad. I, I knew I, I, Skyping is a really stupid idea. And uh, there's a no, we want to do the show. So, so, so it was, it, you know, they were on board. Apparently they did, they were familiar with the, the small movies I make, and they were interested in doing that weekly. Yeah, did you, I mean, did you have a concept that you, that you, uh, that you outlined for them to begin with? Like, uh, <clears throat> no, but I was able to, Twilight Zone. no, I didn't have an elevator pitch. It wasn't, yeah, it's like Twilight Zone meets, uh, I don't know what it'd be. Uh, um, I do, I do think uh, the, the the fact that everybody's not trying to get a, a giant audience; they're just trying to develop an audience helps my, helps me. And True is taking risk with a lot of a lot of other comedians like myself that aren't mainstream. So your demographic then that you're aiming for is what? 
56-year-old former comedians. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the demographic is for this. It's, it's nice now that the shows are out there and people reach out to me. And um, I feel like I'm finding all the other star belly sneeches, you know, other people that, that see the world the way I do. With Misfits and Monsters having the anthology approach, is there any specific storyline that you can see, like, diving into deeper and actually making a film? Because a lot of anthologies are short films. Right, yeah. And, and it is funny. It wasn't until after I, I, I saw some of the stuff. It was like, the I feel like, you know, David Koechner has a a presidential candidate who ends up being a werewolf, I'm like, oh, that could have actually been six or eight episodes. Um, but uh, that's fine with me. Like, I, I come up with a lot of ideas, and if they go away. But it's, you know, I, I did this, there's this last, the very last one, I don't know when it will air, but it's completely animated. And, uh, and that one, when I watched that, I was like, wow, this feels, and it's not, it has a lot to do with the animation folks, they did such a great job, when I was watching I was like, wow, this feels like a show that's already up and running, you know, so, um, uh, I don't know about spin-offs, I'm just trying to, <laughs> trying to get everything done. With the monsters and the, the cryptid uh, approach with uh, Willow Creek, for instance, right. are there any other monsters or cryptids that you'd want to dive deeper into and actually make a Oh, sure, yeah, I would love to do, to? yeah, I'd love to do a sea monster thing, yeah. I would love to do, yeah, I, all of it, you know, uh, the lemon heads that are Whatever in. Whatever Yeah, <laughs> and there's, you know, um, and it's, but one of the things I was trying to avoid, because some of the episodes are different, is I didn't want it to become monster of the week, so there's one episode I like where, you're not sure who's the monster. Is it our protagonist or, or um, Siegfried and Roy? Because Siegfried and Roy are two supercomputers. It was based on a story with uh, 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 Facebook introduced two supercomputers, and they immediately came up with their own language, and they unplugged them. And then when they transcribed what they were saying, they were actually just talking about stocks. Uh, and in my story, they just they just hate and they ridicule the the, the uh, scientists and uh, possibly cause the end of the world. But uh, spoiler. spoiler, yeah, yeah. So so uh, yeah. So uh, I don't know. It's it's like I said. I come up with a lot of stories all the time, um, and. You know, someone asked me, are you, are you, you know, who are you competing with as, as a storyteller? And I was like, uh, the grim fucking reaper. That's what I'm competing with. You know, I, I, I'm not in great shape. And uh, I just want to get all these stories out of me, you know. Um, when you think about characters and stories that you're creating, do you have specific actors in mind that you would love to get? To Most of the time, no. But on the one with David Koechner, I totally had him in mind. And Dave and I were, were friendly, but we weren't friends. Like, most of the cast are my friends. Uh, it's like, how did you cast? It's like, well, I went to my phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but uh, I wrote that with Dave in mind, and, and David in mind. And uh, when he came through, I was really happy. So I would have been bummed if he didn't. But often when I write something, uh, it's funny. It's like... When you and it's a, it's when you're casting people like children. I, thankfully, I don't have a lot of children as friends. Uh, I mean, I like kids. It just be creepy if a 56 year old guy had a lot of kid friends. So um, not unless you're Fred Rogers. Uh, but 
you write this stuff and you see people auditioning and you go, this is the worst thing I've ever written. This is going to be horrible. And then the person comes in, like when I did World's Greatest Dad, Daryl Sabera, when he came in, he was so such a horrible kid. He, I mean, he isn't, but he was. I was like, oh, okay, maybe this movie will work. Yeah. Have you uh, had any regrets making a season that you made an anthology? Not that I made an anthology, but, you know, it's just like any time when you watch a movie, you go, oh, I wish I had cut that, or I wish I had added this or did that. And uh, sometimes I'm watching the ones, uh, you know, because there is, I'm on, you know, the independent movies I I make basically aren't on a timeline. It's like it's done when uh, Grandpa's done, you know. I go, yeah, I think we can. But, you know, now I'm like, I actually have to do it. But, but some of the things that I was afraid of uh, ended up being the things that, people reacted really positive to. So I think there's probably a benefit for having a, a time structure. Uh, in the uh, well, they did an episode. Yeah, yeah, no, no, they, they, that that animated episode that I did is theirs, and uh, uh, they uh, uh, it's a through the looking glass episode. It's a it, basically it's about the dangers of groupthink. So um, they die ish and end up as bees, which they <laughs> which they think is great uh, when it comes to having sex with the queen and other things, but. Uh, Again, it's 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 you know it's the idea. Uh, I wanted to write something about the danger of just going along blindly with the group. Uh, so, like I said, like you know, the, if it works, there's usually some satire in it. Hey, uh, thank you very much. Well, that was pretty honest. How long did you write that? I wrote that uh, during the, when the election came, when the election, at the election, that's when I wrote it. Right on. Yeah. Thanks. Oh, thank you. Thanks. Wait, Chewbacca or Bigfoot? Uh, oh, uh, Bigfoot. Thank you very much. That was that was actually the real version of the uh, Saturday morning cereal monster playhouse that we did last year. I think you're right. Remember, and you listeners, I'm, I know you remember. Well, of course, we produced our original uh, monster cereals commercial. Well. Uh, it we, was it was based, based off of the our production off of a script that, that we, we found, found for this commercial, and you actually finally found the real commercial. Yeah, I, apparently it did exist. I don't think we knew that it existed at the time, so we recreated it. it I almost <laughs> want to play our version next to it, but you know what? That'll just disappoint us. No, no, I think we need to we we need a new version. You want to do a new version? I think we need to do a new version. Well, we've already done Fruit Brute, which nobody remembers but us and Quentin Tarantino. Well, we've talked a lot about Frankenberry cereal. Yeah. And so, since we did Fruit Brute last year, your favorite is Booberry, isn't it? it is, I do prefer Booberry to the, well, out of the original three, 
Do you have a I favorite? I guess it was original too, and then they added blueberry. You know, I I dug on the Count Chocula, but I will say, oh, of all yeah. the cereal boxes in the studio. I'm looking at Booberry. <laughs> yeah, Booberry is actually here, yeah. We have I got literally last year. a box of Booberry in the studio. Yeah. So uh, um, maybe that's the one that we do this year. I think so. All right. Well, you know what? If you guys are patient, maybe <laughs> you'll find one at the end. Little theater of the mind. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see if we can get Until our artistic then. director to tackle that. But in the meantime, that was Bobcat Goldthwaite. Uh, he was talking about his show, uh, Misfits, Misfits and Monsters, and Monsters on True TV. Yeah. Uh, the series, I believe, is just coming to an end. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have, like completely, or just the season? Uh, just the season. Okay, good. I don't know if it's been renewed. I want it to be renewed. I don't know if True yeah. TV actually announces. It's pretty good what they're planning to do. Right. I think it's good. We had another um, a little uh, uh, team meeting. We watched some of the episodes. Uh, I think uh, Graham watched a couple more, but uh, yeah, before we recorded it, we were watching it and. It's funny. It's funny. It's really, yeah, really it's funny. Really good. Um, and I also liked the little uh, at the end. They had a little insight, little interviews uh, with the cast and yeah. crew. Mm-hmm. Bobcat comes out and kind of talks about the show. But the show itself, I mean, I was cracking up when I when you see the description of it, saying it's like a Twilight Zone ish. You're kind of like, okay, is he going to run selling this thing and be really all uh, rod um, and, and just kind of take it that way? But no, man, this this thing's really. It's really fucking funny. It's really yeah, funny. It, you know? it is. He gets he gets these like crazy, almost iconic uh, tropes or characters involved. Makes him a little satire. Makes the whole thing kind of goofy. He's obviously shooting on a shoestring, or I believe they now call it a true TV budget. <laughs> yeah, but he problem. makes it work. Yeah. Uh, the the you can if you don't have true TV. But you do have the internet, which I think describes most of America. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. yeah. You can stream them now that the season's uh, coming to an end. You can pretty much stream all of them at the uh, at their website. TrueTV.com? That's probably <laughs> yeah. right. Something like that. Hopefully that doesn't go to a porn site accidentally. But, <laughs> but yeah, no it's, a quick, it's a quick watch, but... Um, it goes quick. It's just really well done. I mean, it's not completely slapstick, but you know they poke a little, a uh, couple issues in there. They kind of throw it out there. It almost has like, I don't know. I mean, yeah, they're one-off shows. It, yeah. It's new yeah. people it's an, every time. It, it's what they call an anthology series now, which yeah. is which is big, big in the in the industry now. Name I another think. one. Look at look at look at Grimm's getting hip on us. You notice that? Oh, no, I, I want yeah, him to name another one. Like that. Right. What's another yeah, anthology? Well, uh, well, the way they've been structuring them, they are true detectives, okay. American horror stories. All right, okay, your... all right. So every single episode, or every single series is its own little thing. Well, yeah, yeah, those examples are just each series. Uh, you know, it gets tricky. Point being, it's good. That's the that's, it's good that's, stuff, that's and the each episode is its own little yeah. story. And yeah. he's the writer director of each one, also. Yeah. So a lot of the heavy lifting, he's on front of the camera. Yeah, um, you actually get like this, like kind of weird poke into his head. And right, yeah. um, I, I actually, I, I was, as we all know, if you guys go back to the lore of this of this show, we we stole cable since I was a kid, and so I had a lot of HBO, and I had a lot of you know Comedy Central or. Comedy Channel back then, maybe. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I saw a lot of Bobcat Goldthwait when I was a kid. And he was a stand-up comedian. That's what I knew him as. Well, he did this weird kind of character where he talked kind of funny. And mm-hmm. it was like <laughs> a lot of kind of things, yeah. you know. A lot, a lot of, of high energy. Yeah, and... yeah. He hasn't. He doesn't look any different, really, other than 
a little bit of whiter hair. I, he no. looks very similar the, from what I remember him. But this this was such. Well, he had the coke sweats from like. He did. There was a lot of coke sweats. A, a lot of coke sweats. Sam Kennison esque. A lot of yeah. Right. Yes, a lot of chemical induced energy. I remember yeah. him from the character was like Sam Kennison on speed. What, as what it were, were those? Ironic as it sounds. Right. What were those HBO benefit shows? Um, uh, you remember like oh, Billy like Crystal and Robin Williams? Not Farmaid. Uh, it was, uh, but he was on those. Comic Relief. Comic Relief. Comic Relief. Because he was yeah. like famously buddies with Robin Williams. Too, and but uh, Whoopi Goldberg. I remember seeing him come out on those. I think there's one bit. He came out and he was like in a tub, like in a shower doing his set. In, in, like a, in kind of like a shower and just doing his set. And it's just bonkers. But when you actually meet him, and I know... Uh, Grim met him, but I actually, long time ago, uh, early 2000s, I actually, when I was in radio, I actually met him. He came to the radio station uh, for an interview, and he was promoting something in town. I, I forget what it was, but when I met him, I was like, shit, this is Bobcat, and I'm and expecting that guy, that really high-energy guy. I'm going there, he's like, I'm like, Mr. Goldthwait, big fan. He's like, oh, you can call me Bob. I'm like, Okay, no, yeah. I'm calling so, you Bobcat, man. I'm, so you Bobcat. I'm kind of dancing around, you know. I'm like, all right, so what's going to happen? He's like, yeah, so this is a cool studio. Um, yeah, so over here, okay. He sits down. He's like, you want a soda? He's like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Diet Coke. I'm like, whatever you got's good, Johnny Baby. Yeah, yeah. Something, without, something without caffeine, please. Right. I'm just like, shit. Like, where's the Bobcat I know? But, I mean, again, that's kind of like, that was Which young... I think, well, he, he talks about there being a conscious decision he made to never do that voice again. Right. Yeah. You know, even, he never said it was like a different persona per se, but sure. he's, he always talks about that being the voice. Yeah. And when he realized he didn't have to do it anymore, he, he talks about that as being a big turning point wow. in his career. Well, and, and, I, and I'm sorry. And I realize like the same like Dice Clay. I know they didn't like wake up in the bed and go, hey, fuck it. Hey. You know, it wasn't like <laughs> yeah. they're twi- I, And I knew it was a character, but you almost it, it's like no, no, do that, do that thing. Yeah, I know you, yeah. that, but, because that makes me laugh. Right, yeah, yeah, but it yeah. was, and he, and, but starting with Police Academy two and his the uh, early comedy specials, he got, he professionally painted himself in that corner. Sure, sure, he got and, a lot of payoff for that. Mm-hmm. but There's nowhere else to go. Yes, and, well, and, and I, I don't know I, what I used I to. Uh, but, well, and, and yeah. you know, look, I don't blame you for expecting that and wanting that because I probably would have too. And this you was know? a long time ago. Yeah, but, and this is before yeah. internet, and there was like. Before the internet, our the characters that we grew up with had no growth. They stayed frozen in time from it was that girl from the Golden Girls. It was the guy from Cheers, right? It was they, they stayed forever frozen sure. in that, you know. But now well, we get to see Pee-wee them. Herman. Yeah, Pee Wee Herman's come along. Yeah, didn't yeah, even yeah, need I the internet right, back yeah. then. When I, I, <laughs> we I heard about he, that I'm one. Pretty yeah. sure he, he, yeah. he did come a long way. That's why he went to jail. Actually, oh, yeah. he all over the screen. Yeah. Uh, good for him. But you know, uh, <laughs> Bobcat was always like because I did have this early exposure to him, um, and he was involved in a couple of movies that were very key that that I watched a lot of, multiple times of. Yes. Police Academy 2, I went to the theaters to see that. Twice, maybe. And I remember when it came out on VHS, we would rent it, and it was on HBO. So I've seen it there, and it was over and over again. So I've seen Bobcat on Police Academy several, several, several times. And then he was on the sequel to um, 
Better Off Dead, which was called uh, One Crazy One Summer. One Crazy Summer. Yeah. yeah, with John Cusack. And uh, he was in that movie with um, one of the Murray brothers was in it. Um, you remember? Uh, uh, I remember. Joel Murray. Uh, Joel Murray from yeah. One Crazy Summer. Yeah, that guy. So, yeah. So yeah. they were in that movie together. Uh-huh. And coincidentally, he was also in the episode of Misfits and Monsters that we just saw. Right. Yeah. And also Scrooge. I mean. Yeah, and Scrooge, and Scrooge was with all the too. Murray brothers. Well, he too. also starred yeah. in Bobcat's movie, God Bless America, but five, mm-hmm. six years I remember ago, that, man. too. Yeah. Do you guys remember the movie Hot to Trot? Oh. Oh, yeah. Old 80s. Yeah, the uh, talking horse talking and the uh, horse. getting Candy. rich in it real quick, and there voice, was a lot of voice by none one. other than the John, John Candy. Candy. He had yeah. to roll into a studio for one day and voice uh, horse. <laughs> it was um, funny. That was a good movie, you know. And so, I don't know if it was a good movie. It was a good. Well, it was funny movie. Well, I remember being nine and there was a talking horse, so right. that was funny. But I don't know if it was a good movie. Uh, allow I, me I to walk you through it, it really quick. <laughs> now, now here we go, Mark. Mark Mark remembers Hot to Trot. But also, the country was also fascinated for many years with Mr. Ed. So I think a Hot to Trot in the 90s could capture your mind for a few hours. It was, it was funny. Yeah. Well, well, someone said, hey, let's redo Mr. Ed, but we can't do Mr. Ed. So let's just make him really racy, a lot of yeah. sexist jokes. Well, I, I'm going to do, look, look I'm, I'm going to, hold on, uh, comedian does, does this there. horse fart a lot? I, no? I'm going to make just... him fart more. I need 25% more farts <laughs> out of this horse right away. There is something, and spoiler alert, but the end of Hot to Trot, it's a John Candy-voiced racehorse who's not a racehorse. He's about to be sent to the glue factory, and he's being ridden by Bobcat Goldthwait. And the only way that the John Candy voice horse is going to win, because he's the only horse capable of human speech, mm-hmm. is that he's going to whisper to the horses beside him and insult them and scare them into falling out of the race. Because other horses obviously do, do understand They understand English, English right. but they don't speak English, right. so they can't really correct them. But was there ever but a this scene where he was like next to an Arabian horse no. and it didn't work? No. <laughs> he wanted a barter? No, that, that never happened. Um, <laughs> so, probably the least offensive stereotype you could have picked. All right. I'm sorry. Um, but look. Like the the it was a really funny movie, and no, it did not it, it did not catapult Bobcat into Oscar winning <laughs> movies, yeah. but he did land solid. He he was, I remember him uh, directing uh, the Mark Maron show. He directed. Uh, Dude, Shakes the Clown was funny. Shakes the Clown is yeah, that was that was good. early on too. I think that's when he was still kind of that public persona too. That was like in nineteen. I believe he directed that one. He directed something. that one, yeah. But yeah, so and also his movies aren't exactly your mainstream. I mean, they're a little, you know, kind of off the wall, kind of like how I think. I don't. Maybe this could be still perception, but kind of how he is and his artistic take and well, it's unique. Yeah, I've, I've uh, aside from the uh, you know voluminous interviews I've done with him, mm. I've heard him in other interviews, and he does talk a lot about, you know, I mean, this is a guy who's never going to be accepted mainstream. But, you know, he recognizes he has enough contacts. He's going to make very cheap movies the way he wants to do uh, and get away with it. He's found his niche. and He's never going to be you well, know, a and, Russo brother. And even and to 
to back up that is that he does a lot of the stand-up comedians' specials. Hmm. Like he did the last one for hmm. Patton Oswalt, which was just released last year. Uh, Schlesinger, uh, is it Lisa? Eliza. 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 Yeah. Um, he did. Well, like I said, he's got the years of Marin. experience of directing live TV. He did some of the. He, Jimmy Kimmel. He directed Community. He's good. I actually saw his stand-up about, um, I want to say, three years ago at the Irvine Improv, and um, I I just so happened to be in the neighborhood. I was with a buddy, and it was like, Bobcat. I was like, hell yes. And he came out, and he wasn't like joke, joke, joke. It was like a lot of stories. You know, and he talked about, uh, if I recall, even the Tonight Show thing. It was more just kind of like, not a one-man show. There's some jokes in there. But it was more just your kind of topical, just kind of conversation with. And it was really, really good. The dude's smart. I mean, he he knows the business, and he's not that police academy guy. And I well, think like, he also yeah, wants yeah. to get away from it. Yeah. And he also seems so uncompromising that he's probably hit his level of success. You know, but I don't sure. mean to say that not... means he lacks talent. I mean to say the industry is tolerating him at the level they can. Sure, because he is unabashed, and man, he. I, he's I think not you're right. Of crossing lines. Um, but I don't. Uh, well, on a side note, he directed six episodes of the Chappelle Show, which is awesome. But on the like side, I said, note, he's a prolific director. I, absolutely. Um, but let's not gloss over what is really. A brilliant performance in Police Academy Two. No, I, I, <laughs> no, 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 I no. I, I really, to gloss I don't, over I don't, I don't want to. The guy, the guy is, is ashamed There's, of it. No, but yeah. he shouldn't be. Like it is, it is such a foil to Gutenberg. It was such, it, it's, it's such a timely performance for, for what the time needed. And, um, you know, he also what plays off of Krasinski. It was like Vader and Kenobi watching. In Bob a way, Dad it kind of was. I are, mean, are like, you like Zed, Zed and Mahoney. Are right? you in the pocket of Big Police Academy? <laughs> might be. Why are we having this discussion? <laughs> because I think it, I really do think that it, for one, when else are we going to have this opportunity? <laughs> and um, look, I do feel like I we know, talk about it a lot outside of it. Maybe show, we though. do. But no, but look, like if you were, if you guys really, really, really think about it and just try for a second here, um, his character that was in the police Academy movie, especially in part two, he is the new Gutenberg Gutenberg played a character that was in trouble with the law and they put him in the police Academy. So then they they basically took two and they set up Bobcat's character to just be the bad guy through this whole time. And he's like this leader of this savage gang, but he's hilarious and he's funny and he's goofy. And then he gets beaten by Gutenberg. And then in the third Police Academy movie, he follows the Gutenberg path to become a police officer himself. And in the whole time, he's up against Krasinski, who is a Saturday night. Uh, live alum. He's this little tiny character, this unassuming shy guy, and you have Bobcat going over him. It's, I'm sorry guys, but this is perfect casting, perfect character development. Maybe it's not your taste, but Bobcat fucking nailed it. It was really, really great. You mean as the new Gutenberg? No, 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 no. For, you know what? We I just think it's what it some needed. of this for our annual Police Academy special. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, uh, unless, uh, was there more you want to say? No, I want you guys to Academy? comment on this. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, boy, that's a lot of Police Academy talk. 
Yeah. But what did you think about his about, about Okay, his honestly, he was, he never took the Steve Gutenberg role. No. It's, no, 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 no. That's no, that what that went to uh, some other mousy guy with Brent, what, what, what was the guy's name? I don't remember his name. He, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he stepped like in Seinfeld during like the Miami and, Beach. One. Yeah. Ooh, yes, he was from yeah. Seinfeld. He was in oh, Seinfeld. I know he was in a bunch of He was stuff, in uh, Silicon Valley recently. Yep. As their lawyer. Yeah, 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 he, he was, was a lawyer. lawyer. Yes, yeah, I know. that yeah. was the guy who took the Steve Gutenberg role. But I see what Marky's saying. If, if, but if, also the entire first movie premise from the from the Police Academy series was all of those characters took the Steve Gutenberg route. They all, that was that was the joke. They were all criminals who became police officers. So I, I don't think you can just say Steve Gutenberg uh, handed the torch well, to see, Bobcat as you can see this any point, more than anybody else. Uh, Tackleberry well, wasn't at, that, at that point in the franchise, this is like three, right? So the Goot, I call him the Goot. The Goot <laughs> at three was now like one of the bosses, right? So he's like, uh, for some reason, like promoted despite their, um, they all being inept assholes. They're not promoted. So he had they to were deal back with at the academy, I believe. Yeah, so they're, they're three. instructors now, yeah, right? Three, yeah. So they had to deal with these assholes. So in a way, I could see what Mark is saying. So now the Goot and Tackleberry and and for some reason Barbara wasn't there. Barbara, you know, with the with the dog, he was yeah. hilarious. So he's not there. But anyway, so but they had to teach these assholes. So in a way, yeah, a little role reversal. Yeah. So you know, I'm, I'm giving, I'm, I'm throwing Mark a little bit of a lifeline. No man, this I'm, was, I'm pushing I, the photo booth into the water, and hopefully he can get into it. So look, I, I'm just like, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm just trying to uh, like try to put yourself back into that time. Like the whole franchise of Police Academy went off the rails. But when Bobcat was associated with it, it was firmly on rails. It actually had a a a, a place in in eighties pop culture. It was firm. It was solid. Yeah, it got crazy. But so did most Schwarzenegger movies. No, it, 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 it was, doesn't make Predator it was a bad crazy movie. And garbage from the beginning. It was no, the it first was one. Was a, yes, it absolutely it was not was. garbage. It, it was, was, it was good garbage. Yeah, it was, it was good. consistently good garbage from one to part six. That's not true. Nobody's one... going to tell you, hey, you know what? The first Police Academy movie, man, it was like Rocky. Perfect. Should have been in the Oscars. By the time they got to six, I stopped watching. Well, look, comedies no. are never going to be treated all, that way. It was all expected so, to be bad. To you, Police Academy One is just as good as Police Academy Six. Yes, that's that's ridiculous. Nope. What do you think? Yeah, no. I mean, I, the first nuts. one. I think the first yeah, one, if yeah. you keep it in a bubble, is pretty. That's hilarious. pretty fucking yeah, good. Because that was the only one that was semi-original. No, come on. All man. the rest of it did the same thing. The quality didn't get worse. It was just a tired idea. I, well, I, that's that's the point. But like, yes, they, they were bad jokes to start. They with, played and they it kept out using them for six movies. I understand it's that. True. But... It's like the one, yeah, the one character. She had a mousy voice, and she got angry. She, hey, motherfucker, or whatever. Yeah. You know, she got really pissed off. <laughs> yeah. And then Tackleberry the was yeah. just all into all the guns. Well, oh, hold on. Then... Yeah, but I think number four, he drove Bigfoot. Remember the, the monster truck? Yeah. So, yeah, that that's, well, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to lean more toward Shay now. No, no, no. I mean, no, the, the, the series was now. never good. It was good. No, it was funny. It, and it got less funny over time, I'll give you that. But yes. we are not talking about good movies by any stretch. And by the way, if you just if you guys in, were this is Police Academy talk. <laughs> if you guys, if you guys play... If, I mean, if you want to know my thoughts on it, those are them. Yeah, I, I get you. But, you yeah. know, uh, to to anybody that has never, ever, ever seen a Police Academy movie and you played for them the first Police Academy movie, they are going to enjoy it. 
They if, are going if to they enjoy, enjoy you showing them the first one, they would have enjoyed you showing them the fourth one just as much. No, I, do, I disagree. I absolutely think that's true. Not if you took them through watching two, three, four, five. Six, no, seven. that's what I'm saying. Don't show them one, show them four. They'll never know the difference. They will laugh and be exactly as entertained hmm. as they would have been if they watched the first one. I, I get what you're saying, but we're going to have to yeah. agree to disagree there. Now, yeah, because, we yeah. had to actually live through them, so... Now, I'm just glad that part of my life's over. Yeah, but when, uh, and again, just to kind of wrap this up and bring it back to our guest here, when he was a part of it, uh, the way that I read it at the time was that this was still a very viable and energetic franchise. Like, in, And what he brought to it was just what was perfect. Dude, they made you know? a shit ton of money, by They the made way. a shit ton of money, I think they sure. yeah. filmed, like, on Universal Studios. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they really didn't have to do much. Yeah. I mean, they, they got a lot of And, and as, like, an ensemble though. comedy, I would say he was one of the highlights. Yeah, absolutely. I'll definitely say that. Yeah. And, and, then, yeah. yeah, and to the franchise, we can still remember Tackleberry, yeah. Mahoney, uh, Commandant Lassard, you yep. know. Oh, my God, uh, they're archetypes know, in right. my mind. What's the name of the guy that did the sound effects? Uh, uh, he was Spaceballs. It was, was Michael Winslow. Winslow. Winslow, yes. But yes. what was his character's name? I remember like his actual name, but oh gosh, that's oh, gonna shit. Me off. I can't. I if you right. had asked me two seconds ago, I'm not if gonna I knew his name, it. I would have said, "Of course yeah. I do." But what? 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 <laughs> shit! I got the I bleeps, the sweets, and the creeps. The what? The what? The what? You uh, know the beeps, yeah, yeah. yeah, but that that was baseball, yeah. yeah. But look, Dude, all right. So, Bobcat Goldthwait. Speaking of being off the rails, <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know. Do you have any closing thoughts on this guy? I mean, because oh, I would you, not count him out. I don't want to close him up. This uh, guy, but is a you actually well met him. Can you can you kind of walk us through how that day went? Uh, well, I mean, it it was a. It was a balmy 73. <laughs> Inside. Inside. <laughs> Inside the Hilton. At, Perf- uh, perfect weather. Perfect yeah. weather, yeah. as always. Uh, you parked your car in downtown and you walked over. Yep, and that's you, right. Took advantage took the of the fresh air. Yeah. Uh, took the footbridge. I got over, uh, checked myself in, uh, sat down, actually uh, got the interview done. It was fun. I ran into a friend of mine who yep. was uh, another reporter on the uh, panel. That was a lot of fun. Uh, and then, of course, you know, my buddy Bob. Uh-huh. Bobcat. Bobcat. Yeah, yeah. He sat there. Uh, and you know what? I, I have no regrets. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I, I, uh, I grab life by the balls there. And afterward, <laughs> you actually um, enlisted in the police academy. <laughs> I tried. Yeah. I tried. Bum, 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 my Madcap score was very low. Bum, 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 tried to make your dog with you. <laughs> actually, you know, Mark, Marky jumped on the hood of your car. <laughs> no, you can't go. And just drove you all the way to the academy. Yeah. These are really deep police academy jokes I'm throwing out. I, I, they, they they dude, that is a deep cut, academy. but I know that one. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I made you the lady in that story, Barky. So, <laughs> all right, man. But all right. Uh, all right. Now, so, as promised earlier, we also got a chance to uh, speak with our good buddy and soon to be your good buddy, Cereal Box Dwayne. Yeah, because we don't know all there is to know about monster cereals. No. <laughs> we were, we've been trying to figure this thing out. All I know is that I love Frankenberry. That was and my, you love Booberry. Actually, I do love Booberry. I got you nothing love yeah, Count Chocula, right? I, I, uh, Count Chocula. Yeah. But, you know, I did minor in cereal box theory in, in, um, <laughs> in uh, online uh, school. No, uh, no um, yeah. You think you know a little bit, but this guy's like... 
savant style. Yeah, and just to take you guys back a little bit, um, we actually attended uh, in – Comic Con 2018, so this year, I don't, in the in the year of our Lord 2018. I don't know when you're listening to this, but uh, in 2018, hello future, it's us Saturday morning sale from the year 2018. Well, we Join actually, uh, I saw on early morning Saturday, Saturday morning of Comic Con. I don't know the date, but uh, early morning, I saw on the program it had. Cereal box collecting. I was with you, actually. You were with me. No, 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 no. You were doing another interview. Okay. Oh, spoiler. No, no, no. You were not. Yeah, you were not. That show is yet to come. Yes, yes. But we'll get to that. Mm -hmm. You did not go with me. That's right. But I went, um, and I got to go to this group, and you you guys are going to meet Cereal Box Dwayne, (laughs) and he's fantastic. And I sat there, and yeah, they just talked about cereal boxes, mm-hmm. and then that naturally leads to cereal box toys, mm-hmm. and that naturally leads to different types of sugary cereal, and it actually leads to all types of cereal. And they actually had they passed around a cereal box from like the eighteen somethings, Ooh. and it looked like a it looked like like a meta, like a cigarette box. It was kind of shaped like that, like in that, like in those dimensions. Weren't there just like just chopped up cigarettes in, in it? Like was that the cereal? <laughs> nicotino. Yeah, nicotino. <laughs> so it was like a, like an individual bowl sized box. It kind of looked like that. Like if you could open it up and you can just kind of pour milk well, in like it. Like a ration yeah. box. Like uh, you yeah, it, okay. yeah. It kind of looked like a right. military ration box. Is kind of exactly uh-huh. it. But it, it kind of had on it like, um, you know, high in gluten. I'm not kidding. It actually said it was proud of the gluten, you know? And I'm like, wow, times have changed, you know? So it was like a gluten food something. It was proud of the. It said gluten on the box. Proud of it. That's that's um, something that was big then. Because when people were eating, it was different. Gluten was awesome. It was just, when you, you were hungry. has always been the same. People are the ones who changed. I, know, I agree. Mm-hmm. And, and, but um, it was just... It was fantastic. You know, it was like I found a soulmate. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, as soon in as Dwayne, the panel was... In Dwayne, the yeah. 1800 cereal. No, I All did right, not. Yeah. You know, no, but I got to hold it. I was kind of cool. I took a picture of it. It was neat. Dwayne or the box? Both. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Lots of... And fun fact about cereal box Dwayne... Um, his first name is actually Cereal Box. <laughs> yeah, so, Dwayne's his last name, so you know he really got into the right CBD. Career. CBD. Yeah, that's a bad um, joke. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Look, I'm man, gonna go like, outside and tell we're done. This is a. Uh, it's just it's just one of those things where this panel was on Saturday morning talking about cereal, and I'm at Comic Con where I'm already three days into Comic Con. I want a quiet place on Saturday morning. Yeah. And I want like I want a bowl of cereal Saturday morning. Like everything lined up for this. So I put everything else off and I made it and I watched this guy and um he knows his shit. So how did you connect with him? How did you get him to join the Saturday morning cereal family? I really I just walked up to him and I said, Hey, there you go, folks. Actually, That's the takeaway here. I actually have Don't a show. Don't be afraid to walk up we to have, moderators of we, Comic-Con panels. We and have a show. Actually, called. during the, the panel, he just, like, <laughs> just walked right up. And Will you do thing. my show? Uh, sir, uh, could you sit down, yeah. please? We're, See, yeah. those smaller panels. That's why we always it, tell yeah. you. It was, it, was, it was fantastic, and I learned a lot. 
and I have a lot more to learn. One of the toys that he had, I I have. It's I, I don't collect cereal box toys. Maybe I have two or three of them. But one of the ones that he had, I have, literally have it. And I was just like, that's me. I have that. Like, uh, yeah. I imagine he has them all. So that's I don't not know, a hard thing to do. But that's awesome. And it's, 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 and it, and it's, it's what began it's this relationship. And you're going to find what we're doing is using that relationship. <laughs> let's talk to him. Let's bring him out here. Why do we call him? Let's, let's, let's get him on the horn. Yeah, Hold on, I, everybody. I here, call him. Uh, Magic Interview Machine, do your thing. Oh, it's it's the magic Skype machine oh, you I'm need sorry. to invoke. Well, you fuck it up every time, Marky. I'm not good at this. Not magic again. Skype machine. Hit some magic buttons. Meanwhile, thank you for joining us in the cereal box corner with uh, our expert, Dwayne. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Dwayne. Oh. Thanks. I'm Dan Grimshay, of course. As always, hold for applause. Uh-huh. Go ahead. It's, it's really bad. All right, but yeah, of course, since this is Frankenberry season, we've got the uh, the Halloween coming up upon us, mm-hmm. so we're getting spooky on the show. That doesn't mean it doesn't have to be about cereal, though. But it can be. It, it, that's exactly yeah. what I mean. Now, yeah. now let's take advantage of that, Dwayne. I I understand you have some history on Frankenberry for us. I have some, and uh, you know, Frankenberry was you know with Count Chocolate the first two in like about 1971 they started developing it. But the the voice was done by Bob McFadden for the commercials. And Bob McFadden, in 1959, had sung a song called The Mummy, which is kind of like a parody thing, which is a fun and cool song from the beat generation. Uh, one of those Monster and, Mash clones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, and then he did a lot of voiceover on animated characters throughout the years. And I remember seeing his name on... A cartoon called Cool McCool, which is this suave, goofy, dumb, uh, kind of like uh, a, a detective, and and it was really fun and, and stupid to watch. But then he did one on Milton the Monster. He was the voice for Milton the Monster, and that was like 1965, 66. So little did he know, later on, he would do the imitation of Boris Karloff, you know, from the Frankenstein movies. Was Milton the Monster another, like, Boris Karloff uh, imitation? He was a real dumb monster, really bad. Oh. And he had creators with him, and they all go, yeah, he did other voices on the Milton the Monster show, too. But it was funny and cool, because the, the characters were really goofy and weird. I mean, even for me watching it again, you know, after 50 years... It was really funny on, on different parts. It's interesting how he gets almost voice typecast as monsters. <laughs> you know, yeah, do yeah, monsters yeah. here? Oh, we got this uh, serial monster. I was yeah. like, hold on. Bring in McFadden. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you're pointing to the bullpen. Um, he does a lot of voice work for uh, cigarettes. No, no. This is a goddamn monster cartoon. We need the monster guys. That's absolutely right. <laughs> Yeah, and, and you know, he, it was it was you know a beautiful voice he had. I don't know, yeah, he must be gone or something like that. Um, but this other piece of information a game came across years ago was really pretty funny. It was like about February '72, and the Journal of Pediatrics published a case study dubbed the condition Frankenberry stool. 
Is this where you're uh, where you're pooping pink? Yes, yes, pink shit. (laughs) (laughs) And and they known that like lots of different chemicals and stuff would make your you know stools you know different colors. And for the first couple weeks that Frankenberry was out, it started Mm. on different different people. And the funniest one was the case report was like a 12-year-old boy presented outpatient department with a chief complaint of passing red stools for two days. (laughs) They were somewhat loose and unassociated with abdominal pain or other symptoms. Uh, Any idea of, like, what's the volume of Frankenberry that you need to consume before you... (laughs) Because I have, I have not. You think there's a threshold? See, I take it as I, I some not, people are susceptible and some oh, are. The way he said it, I have not reached. Well, that's, that's I, I have not reached Frankenberry poop level yet. Keep going, buddy. You still got. Well, you, you still you got to the first. You can't. They changed the solution. Oh, oh damn it! So and, and it was, they never no told more the licorice people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now damn it's it. known as the the Susan B. Corman cereal. I, I don't, you know, I, I miss it when a cereal can make a. Make a parent take a kid to the doctor, and, back. <laughs> you know, and also, it's also like the, right. It's, it's also the '60s too. I don't think like because you could get like hit by a car, like walk it off, you know. And I'm thinking you'd be pretty, pretty uh, uh, scared to take a kid to the hospital back then. Uh, well, know, I think uh, even if my dog has a miscolored stool, she'll come and get me. That's right. basic. Oh yeah, yeah the, the colorblind dogs. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Hey, hey. <laughs> You, you know what, Dwayne? You, you can shove it in your Frankenberry. Up my Frankenberry shoes? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so alarming, nevertheless. Alarming. Yeah. It reminds alarming. me, I, I, read a, I read a story recently, a little, I guess, in the scary shit color uh, vein. Like, there was this rapper who, I think he went on Twitter, said he ate a bunch of Flaming Hot Cheetos. And just started like shitting fire, like shitting red, and like went to the hospital <laughs> for flaming hot cheetos. You know, like the red and hot, and just you know, yeah, we went to the doctor and and for it. So the legacy lives on, actually, for you know, poorly cut, uh, colored. I think uh, food I would have I I would have made the connection. You know, if you know. <laughs> see, uh, everyone likes to think they'd make the connection, <laughs> but when when your right. bowl fruit is a different color than it usually is, yeah. it, it puts should, the mind in overdrive. Should have been on his fingers still. Should have still been on his fingers. I, I would yeah. actually think that that would tell me when the movement is over, because you know, <laughs> when you're eating Frankenberry and the, the milk funny. is all pink, oh. then you you know you're done. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah, I, I think so. Well, actually, that actually reminds me when I was a kid, I had the. Um, do you remember the uh, uh, Donkey Kong cereal? Yep. Actually, I should have. I should have barrel. <laughs> uh, it was oh, very alarming. Very. So you knew that because you heard a clink yeah. in the toilet. Yeah. Or what? Yeah. Yeah. Burn. And, and ironically, we have to call a plumber now. <laughs> That poor guy was dying in there. He's like, uh, what's it with your toilet? Mamma mia. <laughs> you got confused what floaters were after that, weren't you? Oh, oh Jesus. That's ridiculous. Uh, okay. All right. Last year, last year, I'm going to bring this back down a little bit. Last year, uh, 
in our now this is a seasonal thing. We do the Frankenberry seasonal show. We do the you know this is this is our thing. This is our Hollywood show. Uh, I mean, sorry, ho- Halloween show. Yeah, <laughs> produced yeah. in Hollywood, California. Uh, Holly Hollywood. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, last year we actually were doing a little history of our own, mm-hmm. and we actually realized again for the first time that Fruit Brute was took center stage in a Quentin Tarantino film. Uh, it was, it was, it was what, um, uh, not Eli Roth, uh, the redhead guy, um, Eric Stoltz, uh, Eric Stoltz, Eric Stoltz, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Eric Stoltz was eating cereal when, uh, Uma Thurman was overdosing. Yeah. Yeah. And so that cereal he was eating was fruit brute. Um, and it turns out that fruit brute was also in reservoir dogs as well. So Quentin Tarantino right. yeah, loves, he had them let the boxes yeah. commission because they do not make fruit brute. Anymore. Yeah, I got I got uh, yeah. I got another piece of information that hasn't been published. I can't remember his name, but it was about twenty years ago. I was talking to a friend who was collecting cereal boxes. He worked in Hollywood, and he said he loaned Tarantino. That fruit boot box. What? Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, and he was supposed to get it back after Reservoir Dogs, and he didn't. Oh. And then you know, he kept asking, like, well, I don't know where it is. I don't know where it is. And then shut up and pulled Oh, that was a burn. <laughs> Quentin Tarantino oh, sneaked out of the box. Uh. And he said, he said, you know, he just gave up asking him because obviously he was going to keep that box. <laughs> Yeah, it seems like so many other things you could be asking him for at that point too. I, I think you actually treat cereal boxes like you do books. If you, when you loan them out, you never expect to get them back. Sure, people are going to keep it. That's I don't know. Yeah, I, I can read into that. I'm, just, I'm, not I'm, sure. I'm trying to give. Her, I'm, just, I'm trying to yeah. establish a, a little decorum here. Okay, so okay. can I borrow your car, Marky? <laughs> Mm, no. <laughs> Can I borrow your cereal boxes? Don't I mean, run out your cereal boxes because you don't expect to give them back. To get them back, right? I mean, well, and that is true. I've never in my life found myself in a situation where I had to say, "Man, I really got well, to talk happy, to my friend I'm... and get a cereal box back." Yeah, you don't. Well, and, you know, again, this is when you loan out a book, you you just let it free into the world. Yeah. You don't Marty is saying this because he has <laughs> stolen several books from me and he thinks well, see, yeah, it's totally right. <laughs> I am without well, guilt. The, yeah. Um, yeah, go ahead. I, I was going to tell you, the, the, the problem with that or the, what happened during that time, fruit boot boxes were worth between 500 to 1,000 bucks. Oh, oh, God damn it. And there were very few. You know, that was like 20 years ago and there were very few or you know, Around how long it was ago. Wow. Very few of those boxes around. How so much they is it really worth now? After. Yeah, how much is it worth now? Um, this one guy bought up most of them, and I I haven't seen one for sale more than a thousand bucks is where they probably are now. But I haven't seen any for sale for years. Now, now, what if? What if I was selling one that was in at least two Quentin Tarantino yeah, movies? How much a, would that be worth? What's now? a screen-used fruit, fruit <laughs> box going for nowadays? That would be phenomenal. It's kind of I, I, would, I would guess, you know, two, three, four K. Yeah, know? yeah. Why not? Maybe yeah. even add all those numbers together too. Who knows? Yeah. You know what? Have your friend uh, send me Quentin's number. I'll take this over. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get this back for you. This is making me angry. Yeah, that's you gotta be the possession where they go around and possess the money, like a collector. What are those guys called it? Uh, collect money. Oh, like a repo uh, man. A henchman. Yeah, yeah a repo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like a cereal box. Or repo, repo man. man. <laughs> then you have another movie. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, me, I always just call the wolf. You know, uh, uh, Pulp Fiction yeah. and Fruit Brute. Yeah, uh, uh, see what I did there? Yeah, 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 I did. I did. How in the All right. Well, that, hey, you know what? Uh, if you have any other monster cereal box trivia bits, save it for next year. Yeah, let's hold them for 2019. <laughs> yeah, like, this is you, me, this is a treasure you want me to hold my whole thing for next year? Yeah, or? no, we're, we we do this every single year, so uh, we absolutely okay, put yeah. it away and. Uh, and you guys, I'll collect a little bit more information on it, and you guys will be amused. Yeah, so and I love it. And if you guys liked what you heard, uh, we're going to have a series of um, cereal box trivia and cereal trivia, just a little tiny segment we're calling Cereal Bites. So uh, keep on tuning in because you're going to hear more of this voice um, and more information about cereal boxes. And I thought cereal. we were going to call it What's on the Box? What's <laughs> in the box? <laughs> All right. Well, we'll it's, a title. it's a working title. Yeah. Well, it's been very nice being with you guys. Ah, he did very nice. Oh, I love that. that. Thank you, Dwayne. He, he's you. getting it. So, yeah. Hey, man. Thanks okay. for thanks for thanks for taking our call and for bailing us out because we had no idea what the hell we were talking about. So, thanks again. <laughs> oh, great. Okay. All right, man. Take so care. Long. All right. Bye. Right. Thanks, Wayne. Welcome, dear listener, to yet another thrilling edition of Saturday Morning Serial Playhouse, brought to you by Pemberton Pharmaceuticals. Pemberton, the only pill on the market that is physically indistinguishable from Halloween candy. Pemberton, tell your doctor what you heard. As we join our heroes... Frankenberry and Count Chocula are seen arguing in a cobweb-ridden spooky kitchen. Jedi sucked so much. Oh, an apologetic fanboy. When the doorbell rings. Someone's come for a nutritious breakfast. Opening the door, Frankenberry and the Count are greeted by a floating yellow pork pie hat. The body of a ghost materializes beneath the hat. He's blue and carries a jangling chain. Hello, my name is Boo. Reacting to the word Boo, a frightened Count Chocula jumps into the arms of an equally frightened Frankenberry. Oh, Oh, let me finish. Booberry. My ghostly good blueberry-flavored cereal. Booberry is part of a complete breakfast. Despite being part of a nutritious breakfast, Count Chocula and Frankenberry react defensively, tying up Booberry in his own chains. Yes, good. Tie the little freak up. Frankenberry has strawberry-flavored marshmallows. Count Chocula has got chocolate marshmallows. Frankenberry and Count Chocula force the blue ghost out and slam the door shut behind him. But I've got blueberry-flavored marshmallows. Back inside the kitchen, Frankenberry and Count Chocula continue the argument they were presumably having at the start of the commercial. Every bit as bad as Ewoks. When Boo suddenly materializes through the door. Booberry. Surprised to see their unwanted visitor once again, Count Chocula and Frankenberry begin to scream and throw oh, their hands around. Oh, 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 what the hell, damn guy? The... And, and boo, boo, 
Yeah, hey, you wait. thought we were done. Oh, shit. All right, listen. Hey, everybody, thank you for uh, listening to us. If you want to listen to us more, Johnny Heck, where can they find us? You go to uh, com. Uh, click on the show links. It'll take you to our wonderful archive of shows. You can listen from day one. Uh, How much can, does that cost? That is um, actually completely free. Your shit. Yeah. Hours and hours and hours of entertainment. Some of it actually good. Um, <laughs> not much. Not much. But also follow our show on Twitter, Mark E. Uh, at Stay Classy, SDCC. There's a whole big story about why that is. Uh, I'll tell you about it later. And if you like your boy Johnny Heck, find me at Johnny Heck on Twitter. I'm also also occasionally funny. Yeah, and since the Russian purge, I'm down to about 2,000 followers, so Ooh. I could use some help. Apparently, I had a lot of bots. I did, I did not realize we yeah. were so <laughs> yeah, we were so inundated. <laughs> I'm sorry. I am sorry about the part I played for all of this, but uh, yeah, we lost some followers, but that's okay. Fuck them. Uh, we're we want you instead. We want a good yeah. red blooded Americans and some yeah. Europeans. Yeah, and once in a while, <laughs> the blonde ones. <laughs> and then uh, once in a while, Africans, Indians, Asians, as a matter of fact, everybody. everybody. Yes, them too. Oh, yeah. God. Everybody. And once in a while, we give away some free stuff, too. So it would be uh, it would behoove you to follow. We give a lot online. of stuff away. I'm looking at a pile of stuff right now. I'm just going to reach over here real quick. Hold on. Yeah, Hold he's on. actually doing it. It's not just uh, for What are we giving away? The Big Short. <laughs> when did this come out? Oh, that that's a couple of years ago. <laughs> if anybody wants the big Has short, no uh, one claimed that one yet. No, it's still here. It might be, uh, but uh, uh, Kristen Bale. I I I see I see a future in that guy. It's still Steve Carroll, Ryan Gosling, Brad Pitt. Uh, Brad Pitt. Uh, what's he done lately? I don't know. But anyway, you can see right now the big short. Uh, it's one of the best films of the year. Not this 2016. year. 2016. <laughs> right. um, you got a Blu-ray, DVD. Blu-ray, still sealed. Um, HD. Yep. I All you have to do is tweet us at Stay Classy, S-E-C-C. I cannot say that Grimshay is the sexiest <laughs> one, and I will personally mail that to you wherever you are. I cannot oh, guarantee great. that the digital HD ultraviolet code is going to work. But you can have it. <laughs> you can have it. All right, here we go. Uh, yes. Happy Halloween, everybody. Yeah, happy Halloween. Thank you, as always, for listening. Johnny Heck, do you want to say goodbye? Yeah, you know what? Just um, make sure that you always um, have eye holes in your Halloween mask. <laughs> always, a, always a good idea. Thank Especially you, this time of year. Thank you, man. Yeah. Thank you for doing this. Thank you. All right, well, that's enough of this. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Ah, oh, this is enough of this.